Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes. I am your host, Mike Katrin, and I decided to do a, a one-off episode, a, a quick episode. I'm, I was sitting around. I was thinking about doing a, a mock draft with the uh, spare time I had this afternoon. I said, why not put it to uh, put it on a podcast and, le- and let the people listen to my uh, thought process when it comes to uh, to hitting the mock draft. So I'm going over to Yahoo. And I, I think somebody on Twitter uh, also wanted to hear a, a mock draft. And these these are actually pretty um, helpful, I think, is not just me doing a mock draft, but you going out and actually doing a, a mock draft and just getting the reps. It, it feels kind of weird. It's not like you're uh, you know trying out for the basketball team, but getting your reps for drafting is incredibly um, convenient and it, it allows you to see all the different permutations of what could possibly happen when your actual draft comes up. So I'm over in um, uh, Yahoo's mock draft area and uh, I end up, I'm going to do a 10 person draft. So I, I think that's a lot of people play 10 to 12 um, and I'm just going to jump in to one that's starting here in about three, four minutes. And I wanted to get the eight spot. So I think if you're picking, uh, if you get to choose where you draft, I'm taking the eight spot. I'm t- I want anybody in the um, top eight. I don't care who I get. So I was going to take the eight spot, but some some guy, some person named Bashful, which is a weird name to have, uh, that person took the eight spot. So I'm taking the seventh spot. I'll, I'll, so I get the, my choice between the last two instead of taking what is coming to me. But if you get to choose where you draft, I would suggest taking the eight spot. Unless you know you're in a league where some moron is going to pick like Jokic or LeBron in the top four, then take the ninth spot, you know, just get closer to that turn. So you get a better player in the second round. So what I do, I'm trying to prep this a little similar to how I would prep a real draft. And, uh, what I do is, um, I have my own rankings. I, I think if you go out to hashtag basketball.com and you go to projections that uh, Mark Roberts did, I would um, I would use those as a baseline, just like Mark said in, in the podcast that we did with him uh, not that long ago, which I suggest everybody going and listening to. Uh, just use these as a baseline. Um, I'm automatically, if I'm, since I'm doing a head-to-head 10-person draft, I'm automatically going to turn off turnovers. I don't care about turnovers at all on it. In a uh, in a head-to-head league, and um, I get that set up along with my actual my, my personal rankings, and uh, I also go out to uh, Basketball Monster. I'm gonna plug them as well for for free. You're welcome, Josh Lloyd and Kyle McEwen. Um, they got it's a great piece of reference. The rankings there that they provide from la- from last year, the stats from last year. Um, I like to compare those with the projections for this year and just kind of make my decisions based on what I see. Uh, And once we get past into the third, fourth, fifth round, things go pretty fast. Obviously, you're going to have a bunch of picks in between, you know, some of your picks, I guess. But having the the reference of both the projections and uh, the way Basketball Monster kind of puts their rankings into rounds... It's a, it's really nice because you can kind of at a glance take a look at what people were ranked last year, what they did last year, and also you can quickly turn off and punt categories. And that's what I've been trying to 
tell a lot of people lately is um, when you're punting, a lot of people are asking, all right, well, I'm going to, I'm going to pick up. Oh, I'm definitely getting, first off, like I, I, I find it hilarious that people think they are, uh, that they're definitely getting someone like Katie or Giannis in the first round. Like, unless you have the first pick, I, I'm not really sure who you're going to get in the first round, but a lot of people go, well, I got, I picked up KD in the first round. What, where, who should I pick in the second round that compliments Kevin Durant? And it's like, well, I, I don't know. First off, I don't know who's going to be around in the second round. I don't know if you're taking KD with your, with the second pick in the draft or the eighth pick in the draft. If you get him at eight, that's great. But I'd rather just take the best player available in the second round. You know, the, I think there is a group of second tier players, uh, that I would consider, um, I'd really consider them the guys you would take at the end of the first round. So LeBron, Chris Paul, DeMarcus Cousins, John Wall, and um, probably Dame Lillard would be pretty close, I, I think, to being someone you would take. And O's, oh, of course, in uh, Jokic. Um, maybe I'll I'll drop uh, Dame down into the third tier. But Jokic is someone you could take at the end of the first round. And um, all those guys I would consider tier two players. If any of them are available, well, obviously take take that group. But then the next group of the of that you know that second round would be you know Jimmy Butler, Dame Lillard, Kyrie Irving, Paul George, Draymond Green. You got Rudy Gobert in there, probably Chris Stapps and, and Miles Turner. The the point I'm trying to make is that there's a ton of fairly good players in the second round that you can really pick any of them and not go wrong. Similar to the top eight, you could probably pick any of them and not really go wrong. Any of that, any of that third tier, outside of the Joe Kitches and the Chris Pauls and the guys who you should probably take at the end of the first round, that third tier is pretty much all the same level, same caliber of player. So I, I just take any of them and then start punting based on what those two players provide. And in the third round, whoever's available, I would look and say, all right, am I? What am I weak at? What am I strong at? Do I want to pick up a player who makes me stronger? in my strong categories or do I want a player who's going to kind of level me out and, and boost up my weak categories because I need a, a more balanced team. And even, even in the third round, I'm looking at a, a, only like a handful of players who are, who are quality. Um, the draft's loading right now. So uh, one of the things I do right when the draft starts, there's like a little like two, three minute period where you could actually, set up your rankings or, or go to the uh, queue and, and pick people up. And you should be able to do this. You should be able to pre-rank your guys ahead of time. So that, I'd really recommend doing that. But I got about one minute until the draft starts. So one of the things I like to do is just right off the bat, um, go find all the players that Yahoo has completely misranked. Uh, they do a fairly okay job for the first uh, three rounds, but you see certain guys like you know, Ricky Rubio. Uh, he's ranked 42nd in their X ranking. He's being drafted 46th in ADP, and uh, I like Ricky Rubio a lot more than I think a lot of people do. I see Ricky Rubio as a solid third-round pick. Same with guys like... Uh, Bradley Beal, who's ranked 30th, so he's right in that in that in that spot. Um, Chris Middleton is someone I'm always interested in. 
But I keep going down, keep going down past 50, and the, the draft's about to start. But like Dennis Schroeder is underrated on Yahoo. Robert Covington's underrated. Let's see who else we got down here. D'Angelo is underrated. Clint Capella is underrated. And I just put a start. I put them in my queue, so I keep make sure they're in the back of my mind. I think Nerlens is a little underrated. So the draft started. Um, there's also guys like Gary Harris. He's way down here. Uh, Jeremy Lin. He's great. And Westbrook went first. So let's go back to the top. We can we can start looking at like Aaron Gordon, Marquise Chris. They're ranked way low down there at the bottom. So go, go find all those guys. That's that's my hot list. So go re hit the uh, thirty second back button and, and to hear that list again because I've already forgotten all of them. Um, actually, they're all in my queue. I can read them later. So. For some reason, whoever's picking second is taking a very long time to pick. Uh, but Westbrook went first. And, and like I said, I'm just taking whoever falls to me. And I ended up getting the seventh pick instead of the eighth pick. And uh, Anthony Davis went second. That's uh, kind of rare. I usually don't see Anthony Davis go second. But in a Roto League, I really like Anthony Davis. Um, I think he can go second in a Roto League. I don't even care if he, you know, I know he has an injury history, but whatever. Um, his per game is, is just pretty insane. So we got Anthony Davis, Kevin Durant went third. And I'm starting to, I'm already starting to look at who's going to be in my turn. You know, I see where the, where the line is. You got Kyrie Irving, you got DeMarcus Cousins, who I like, who I like a lot. Um, so I could get a guard, I could get a big there. So I don't really care who I end up, uh, who ends up falling to me. I kind of hope Steph Curry falls to me, and Steph Curry did not fall to me. Giannis went, Harden went, and Curry went. That means I get my pick of Kawhi Leonard and Carl Anthony Towns, and I have not picked Carl Anthony Towns in hardly any of my mock drafts because he just doesn't fall to me. And uh, I'm gonna pick Cat Daddy, the Cat Daddy. So right away you got Cat Daddy out here. Um, who's projected to be incredibly good this year with Jimmy Butler on his team. Um, I, I, I'm, almo I'm almost interested to just get it going after Jimmy Butler, but you're strong at points and rebounds already. He's going to hit some threes this year, and you're a little weak in assists and steals. So that kind of makes me think, okay, what should I do with my next pick? I'm weak in assists and steals. Probably a good way to balance this would be to go with a guard. And so I'm going to see what guard comes up. Um, Cat's percentages are incredibly good. So in a Roto League, I'm feeling really good about this pick. Um, LeBron went 8th and Kawhi went ninth. So uh, I can't believe he fell. So John Wall just got taken. He was kind of my uh, what I was looking for uh, as a assist steal guy. But John Wall went. Cousins went, one of my favorite uh, players to pick at the end of the round. Kyrie Irving went. So Cousins went at the beginning of the second round, so I can't believe he... Well, it's a 10-person draft, so it's not that crazy that he fell to the second round. Kyrie went 12th, and uh, Jokic finally went off the board at 13th. So out of my players left, I have really Chris Paul is in that second tier that I like. I'm taking Chris Paul. And I'm really happy with um, how my team looks already. I got Chris Paul, who's going to be great in D'Antoni's offense. He's going to have great percentages. He's probably going to hit an extra three or so this year. He's got my assists and steals way up, and that helps balance out Car Anthony Towns, who's going to have my rebounds and points way up. They both hit threes, so that's cool. Car Anthony Towns doesn't have great blocks, so my probably my weakest category right now is blocks. I'm not punting free throws because I have two really good free throw shooters and 
since my sit, I, I really don't recommend punting free throws. If you have drafted a center or a, or of power forward, but a center who has really good free throws, don't just pick up Drummond or, or DeAndre Jordan in the next round because you, you completely negated Carl Anthony Towns' strength here at being a good free throw uh, shooter. So a couple guys are going off the board. Lillard, uh, Gobert. Butler went 17th, which is actually higher than I've been seeing him go. And I'm, I'm pretty happy. I think this we might be drafting with some people who know what they're doing. Uh, Butler and George just went right off the board at 17 and 18. So like I said, I, I, I don't start punting until the third round. I don't really know what direction I'm going to go with until until it gets a little closer, but I'm looking at players that are in that area. And, I, and this is a good time to go out to your projections and look at who who's out there at the 20, you know, somewhere between 15. Don't overlook anybody, like 15 to 30. See who's out there, who you like, maybe someone who would fit your, your build. Uh, we could use some more blocks. So I'm actually looking at Miles Turner here. If Miles Turner falls to me, um, Chris Stapps just went off the board. So if Miles Turner can fall to me here, um, that'd be great. So I'm just going to wait this out. Draymond Green just went at 21. And if I don't get Miles Turner, if Miles Turner comes off the board, which he just did, that's that's not great. Um, so if I'm not going to get Miles Turner, I might switch i'm gonna be getting the 27th pick here so at 27 i might switch up my game i don't know if i'm gonna take a a guard man this is a tough one so some of my good players came off the board i might look at someone like bradley beal just like a, a guard who hits a lot of threes just to get my threes um Really, really solid. Now, this could be a place to reach down for Rubio, but I think Rubio is going to follow or fall to me uh, at 34. I just think he is. I think Rubio is going to be good. I'm also looking at Gordon Hayward here. He he might not be a good. He's kind of like a catch-all. <laughs> Gordon Hayward. It's kind of rude for to say that about Gordon Hayward, but he's good. He's going to score a lot of points. He kind of does everything but blocks. So now we're kind of falling into the hey, maybe I don't need blocks kind of pattern. Um, I could see, see, this is what's going to be tough. Who's going to fall to me at 34. I could probably get Chris Middleton or Ricky Rubio, but I can't get Chris Middleton and Ricky Rubio. So some of the, the best players on the board here would be like Bradley Beal, Clay Thompson, CJ McCollum, Mike Connolly. I think I'm going to be able to get someone like Rubio in the next round or Middleton. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to get a three-point shooter. I'm going to go with um, Bradley Beal, I think. I just kind of like Bradley Beal. Uh-oh. I did not get to the Bradley Beal on time. Curses. See, this is why you got to start putting people in your queue uh, ahead of time and, and get way better at putting people in your queue. Um, I screwed up there, but luckily... My queue actually saved me because I put people in my queue earlier that I thought were underrated. I accidentally drafted Ricky Rubio at 27. So I got a player I actually wanted who uh, I, I, I didn't really blow that pick, even though I missed the, the, the click. And, you know, that's dangerous in a snake draft, especially on Yahoo, when you have a, you know, 30 seconds and the player you 
like me, I was looking at Miles Turner, but uh, I'm definitely playing with people who know what they're doing since Miles Turner did not fall to me. And so Miles Turner kind of threw me for a loop. I didn't know what I was going to do. And uh, I got hesitant and I waited 30 seconds to pick. Luckily, my cue saved me by picking Ricky Rubio for me. So now I'm really set um, at, at, at um, assists completely, steals completely. I got two good rebounding guards. So I, I feel pretty good about those three categories. I feel great about those three categories. Right now, points is a little suspect because Ricky Rubio doesn't score a ton. And also, my blocks are still suspect. So let's see who falls to me right now. CJ McCollum came out the blur. Clay Thompson, those are all guys I um, <clears throat> wanted to pick up. And Bradley Beal is still out here. So is Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid's fallen to 33. Blake Griffin just got taken. So this is wild right here. I think I can, I'm about to get Bradley Beal at the 34th pick, the guy I wanted to take earlier at, at my last pick. So don't screw around. Just draft Bradley Beal. Um, even though I got Rubio as another guard, I'm very guard heavy. But that's okay. I think there's some decent big men down at the bottom. And Carlton Anthony Towns is just so much for big men. So I got Bradley Beal. I'm, I'm now great at three-pointers. I got my points back up with Bradley Beal because he, he helps balance out Ricky Rubio. Bradley Beal's a decent rebounder for where he plays. He, he gets uh, three assists. That's fine, you know, whatever. Um, but his percentages are really, really good. So I'm going to be competing in percentages for both free throw and field goal. So I'm not punting those. My points are back up. So my points are – I'm not out on punting points, but I still – I don't like to punt points. I, I got a 25-point score and a 23-point score. And I got my assist and steals are – solid i don't need to worry about them so right now i'm looking at a, a pretty weak block team so if there's no one with good blocks coming up here i, I think i'm going to pump blocks i'm going to ignore blocks coming up here maybe brooke lopez falls to me who knows so sadly since i took uh, bradley beal at 34 right after blake griffin and mike Connolly went demar Derozan went 36 he went way too early paul Millsap went 35 i think that's a little early unless that guy was reaching for paul Millsap. he really wanted paul Millsap. and my boy chris Middleton went 37 Joel Embiid finally went at 38, and I actually think there's a pretty good place to take Joel Embiid. If he ends up playing 55 games this year, you, you, that's a really good value at, at the 38th pick. Abaka went 39. Now we're starting to see people just picking off the draft. Uh, people are not paying attention to what's below the screen, and that's why you get people like Abaka. Isaiah Thomas just went 40. That's okay. Um, Bledsoe went 41. That's a steal and a half. So there's a lot of good guards here, which kind of makes me regret taking so many guards at the beginning of the draft. But now I'm set for guards, and I, I basically get my pick of any of the bigs. The problem here is, though, in like the kind of like the fourth and fifth round, a lot of the value is in the point guard area and, and, and the guard in the wing area. And so you, you're really going to see um, a lot of those good bigs come off the board. And that's why I think it's pretty important to get a – Really good big in your first round, or a um, or go after Turner or someone like Porzingis in the second round, because if you're not getting a big there, there's really no like high end bigs down here. So Horford just went off the board. Brook Lopez, who I would have taken if he would have fell to me, just went off the bar board, and Nurkic went off the board. So everyone's seeing all these mid tier centers. There's not a lot left. So 
you got to go after a center here. And I'm, I'm going to follow suit. I'm going to take Vujovic. He's going to fit my punt block strategy. And um, I, I'm hoping Vujovic plays solid minutes this year. I don't see him being worse than last year. If anything, he's just going to be better than last year because he's going to play more minutes in the rotation. Um, because I just don't know what they're doing in Orlando. I don't think Orlando knows what's going on in Orlando. Um, I, they have no idea what they're doing down there. But that kind of sucked. I almost got Brooke Lopez or Nurkic fallen to me, but those were the picks taken right before me. And Horford, too. So all those guys would have been really great picks here. And uh, it looks like all the, the smart guys drafted in this realized um, that those those centers were going fast, and that fall off right after Vujovic, that fall off of centers. Uh, Lamarcus Aldridge is the next uh, next best best center out here. Marcin Gortat, do not draft him. Clint Capella's still out there, um, and I, I got him marked on my queue right now. So in my queue, I got Dennis Schroeder, who I'm already pretty solid at guards. I don't think I need another guard. Another um, guy I got marked is uh, Robert Covington. He's a little bit further down in the rankings here. Uh, Victor Oladipo is still available. So someone just took uh, Devin Booker at 50. I think that's fine. Carl Melo Anthony at 51. That's a that's good, too. I think Melo is actually going to be a tad bit better uh, percentage-wise. He's going to hit more threes in OK City. I, um, I really like Carmelo Anthony better than I did a couple weeks ago. Uh, I do see him sneaking into the maybe the top 50 this year when I would have said he definitely wouldn't staying in New York. So Dennis Schroeder just went off the board. It's my pick at 54. Uh, ben Simmons and Dennis Schroeder just went off. And I'm looking at my queue. So Jeff Teague's still out there, but I got good guards. I don't, I'm don't. i not really worried about my guards. Uh, I really want a wing. And um, I probably could use some more scoring, but... I got Robert Covington sitting there. I don't think he's going to get back to me by the next round. I'm taking Robert Covington. I'm a huge fan of beautiful Bob Covington. He is uh, one of my favorite picks to take every year. I took him at 54. I do not think that is terrible, but I also think that is not – I'm not getting him at a, at a hot deal, right? He's going to play really well with all those guys around him in this at the 76ers in Philly and I think Robert Tuff is going to have a really really solid year but now um now he's actually people know who he is and it's hard to get him outside of the sixth seventh round uh, where I'd rather take him and get a hot deal on him instead I had to take him early at 54 but I'm okay with that Teague went right after that and I think that's the right pick there I think Teague is getting a lot of hate leading up to the draft and uh, I think Teague's going to be perfectly fine as a um, backup guard on your team or a secondary point guard on, on your team. So let's go over to my team. I got Chris Paul, Ricky Rubio, just destroying everybody in assists and steals. I got Bradley Beal to, to balance out my points and my three-pointers. And I got Robert Covington, who's also going to hit a lot of threes, give me really good steals, uh, give me one block a game. So I'm sneaking back up in the block rank, but my blocks aren't really – I'm not really interested in blocks. I don't care if I what I'm going to do in blocks. And I also got three guys who don't score a lot out of my top – my first six picks. So I might not be paying too much attention to points. Um Rubio, Robert Covington, they knock my percentages uh, – my field goal percentage down a bit, but they don't take a huge volume of shots. So I still like what I what I got. I, I don't think I'm going to be 
winning the field goal category, but I'm going to be in the middle, and that's fine. That's a ton of points in a roto league or in a cat league. You're going to win half your battles. That's that's perfect. Uh, I'm not worried about my free throws at all. My free throws are really really good, and I'm uh, I got a lot of good three point shooting guys. So right now it looks like I'm just kind of um, mediocre at points and uh, not very great at blocks. My turnovers are actually really good. Um, the Ricky Rubio is the only guy who turns it over a ton. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns turns it over a little bit as well. Let's go back to the draft. A lot of guys just came off the board here. Uh, Holiday, Aldridge, Harrison Barnes at 59. That's a little aggressive. Oladipo at 60. That's a really good pick. Tobias Harris, that's a, that's a screen pick. That might have been an auto pick. You're seeing guys falling, kind of dropping out of the uh, um, draft here. Um, not getting a lot of uh, value. Um, it, it, that's the problem with these mock drafts. Like right after the seventh or eighth pick, a lot of the guys drop off and you're getting a lot of auto draft. And that's not a really great way to gauge the last parts of your round because I'm looking at a list of people that I just popped up in my queue. Uh, D'Angelo Russell, journalist Noel, Gary Harris, Jeremy Lin, Gordon, uh, Aaron Gordon. All those guys have not been taken. And I feel like I could take any of those guys right now. But in a real draft, those guys are probably going to be starting to be taken right around now because the people should know what they're doing. Um, D'Angelo Russell just went off the board. And Clint Clint Capella, two of the guys I really wanted. I'm thinking about Nerlens Noel here, but instead I am going to go with Gary Harris because I just think I'm getting an incredible value for Gary Harris here at 67. Um, I think Gary Harris is going to be a top 50 type player and getting him in the, the middle of the sixth round or the, really the end of the, uh, end of the seventh round. Sorry. I was looking at my 12 team, uh, at the end of the seventh round, getting Gary Harris. Great. So like Lou Williams and Gortat just went off the board. Those are auto draft. Probably those guys should not be taken in this round at all. Uh, Jay Crowder is number one on the rankings right now. So I'm sure Jay Crowder will go. And that's what I'm saying. Like all three of those guys won't go. So like imagine two of the three of the guys that you like being taken and now you're screwed. You're like, ah, crap. I didn't get any of the guys I wanted. So until you get to the real draft, a lot of the like sixth, seventh, eighth, all the way down, you're really, it's going to be a crap shoot. So know who you like, but have a plethora of guys that you like with a lot of high upside, like keep going down. And I'm going to, I'm about to, I'm going to hear a, up here in like four picks here um go all the way down keep scrolling down like jamal murray is underrated thaddeus young is down here don't be afraid of some of these guys that you uh, that are solid like they're going to be definitely the 90th ranked player but they're definitely going to be the 90th 90th ranked player and you're getting them at you know one uh, thaddeus young's average draft is 126 that's insane um, Willie Colleystein's still out here. I'm 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 probably gonna pick Willie Colleystein here in the next uh, round or two. Um, if you look at the guys who are left at the top, you still have like Lonzo Ball, and I'm I'm sticking away from rookies. But at 71, 72, I might cons- I probably consider taking Lonzo Ball. His average draft uh, rank here is 54 on Yahoo. So the fact that he fell to 73 is either guys know what they're doing or there's a lot of auto draft going on. And I think there's a, at this point, there's only about four people left in this draft. So uh, I'm just going to take you through what I would do if this was a real draft. And what I would do is I'd, I'd, I'd queue up all these guys that are way, way down in the draft. So I'm up. Jonas Valachunas is still up. Uh, I, I could use another, a couple more bigs. Uh, Vujovic and Towns are my only bigs. 
But uh, I don't really like Jonas Valanciunas a ton, but he does fit my my block strategy. And I think a lot of the guys are going to fall to me. And I'm going to take Jonas. I would probably advise in this case not to take Jonas, but I'm going to take Jonas here because a lot of the guys that I have picked that are way later in the draft, they're uh, Jamal Murray, J- uh, Jeremy Lin. Those are great values if I can get them late, but I don't need them on my team. I already got a ton of guards that I really, really like. Chris Paul, Bradley Beal, Ricky Rubio, Gary Harris, and I'm set. I'm set in guards. I don't need any more more guards, but if Jeremy Lin gets to me later in the uh, later in the draft, like right now he's being drafted drafted at 94, that's insane. Um, he's currently ranked 89. That's those are way too low. Jeremy Lin's going to be an asset. And so if you can get him in the eighth round or even in the ninth round, you're getting a a great asset, even though you have even though I have a ton of guards, I'm still really interested in getting Jeremy Lin because if I have a ton of guards and then I have even better guards sitting on my bench, I can trade them for better assets and the things that I'm weak at. So right now I'm kind of weak in um, the wing category. I have Robert Covington. And I guess Gary Harris would be considered a wing. That's it. My centers are Vujovic, Towns, and Jonas Valachunas. So actually, I feel pretty confident in my centers. So right now, we're coming up. Uh, Lonzo Ball, Joe Ingles just went off the board. Gorgie Jang went at 81. So Lonzo went at 77. That's probably the lowest you'll ever see Lonzo Ball go off the board. And that's actually a pretty good pick, I think, at 77. I'm debating on whether I take Jeremy Lin or uh, one of my favorite guys to reach down in Yahoo drafts for uh, Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon finished the season last year. I think he was a, uh, down the stretch like the last two, three months. He was uh, when he finally moved to power forward. He was a top 50 player. Getting him in the ninth round at the 87th pick, or maybe he falls to me at the 94th pick, that would be amazing. If you're in a real draft with uh, all the people still involved, and um, luckily I actually do, the people next to me, actually unluckily for me in this mock draft, but the people next to me are all still live, but all the other guys have dropped out. Um, since I'm solid at, at guard, I'm going to take Aaron Gordon with my 87th pick. I think, uh, I, I think he's going to be great. He's got a great high upside. I was on him last year, and usually I'm a little early. When I I liked Paul Millsap way way back in the day, I, I liked all these guys. Like I'm usually on someone really really early, and then I uh, drop them for someone else who's going to help me now, and then I, I never get to keep, um, I never get to keep the the guy that I was on. So I'm I'm taking Aaron Gordon because I'm on Aaron Gordon. I've been on Aaron Gordon for a while. And of course the guy. So I said the guys who are still drafting, who are still in this room. They are right around me, so they picked right after me. Jeremy Lin went right off the board. So I took Aaron Gordon. I was between Aaron Gordon and Jeremy Lin at 87. I took Aaron Gordon. Jeremy Lin went immediately next. And that's what I'm saying. I don't think you're going to be able to get Aaron Gordon or Jeremy Lin this late in a draft with 10 real people. I think people are going to start looking for those guys in the seventh round. So when I took Jonas back in the – let's see – when I took Jonas back in the, I believe, the seventh round? No. Yeah. Let's see. No, I took Gary Harris in the seventh round, which I, I like that pick. 
And then I took Jonas in the eighth round. That's where you probably should take Jeremy Lin or, or Aaron Gordon. Because I don't think he's going to fall to you down in the ninth round or the tenth round. So so now we're in the tenth round. Uh, Wade went off the board. Rondo, Nowitzki. I think these are these are those were guys who were actually picking. So I'm, I'm a little surprised by those picks. Um, but those are all like you know decent value for where we're drafting. Someone just took um, with the 92nd pick. Took James Johnson. That's fine. I'm I'm a little bit off on James Johnson. I know he had a stellar year last year, and that might but the Miami team has got a lot of people who need to play. I think Miami is going to have a lot of 28 minute players. <clears throat> so I'm picking at 94. I got 22 seconds left. I'm looking at my queue of guys that are I, I like. Markeith Morris is still out there. Stephen Adams is still out there. But I'm going to go for upside. I like Stephen Adams a lot, but I'm going to go for upstate. I'm going Willie Colleystein. And that's probably a, a reach down. Uh, not really. In a regular draft, I think this is where you probably should be picking Willie Colleystein because Stephen Adams will probably be already off the board. But uh, Willie Colleystein, I, I, I really think he's going to just play a ton of minutes in Sacramento. He is a, a guy who could probably average over a block and over a steal a game with getting you um, pretty killer rebounds and, and, and points. And so he is really a pet pick. Like I, I can see if you go, that was dumb to look over Darren Collison or uh, Markeith Morris, guys who are pretty, a lot more solid, a lot more stable than Willie Colleystein, including Stephen Adams. If I wanted a big, and I wanted a big just to round out the round out my team. I only had three centers, which is actually fairly good for me. Um, and so I wanted Willie Colleystein to round out my big man stats, and. Like I said, it looks like I'm punting blocks, but when you punt something, you're not avoiding blocks. You're you're just ignoring blocks. So don't worry about picking someone who gets a lot of blocks. And Willie Collison should be a good block guy, but what I like about him, he's a good steal guy. He's a good rebound guy, and uh, that's what I I really truly like about him. Um, I, I think I'm pretty fine. A lot of my forwards and centers don't get a ton of assists, like Gary Harris gets. Might get three or four assists. Um, Carl Henry Town gets about three assists. And um, so I might be um, bleeding assists. So I know I got Rubio and I know I got Chris Paul, but I really don't have any other like versatile forwards who are getting me like four or five assists. So I'm going to have to rely on Chris Paul and Ricky Rubio to carry me. And I might not be as at good as, uh, at assists than I think I am just because I got Chris Paul and Ricky Rubio, because I didn't end up drafting anyone else who's a solid assist guy. Um, looking at Going back to the draft, it's almost my pick. Um, Rudy Gay just came off the board. Saric just came off the board at 05. Marcus Smart at 106. I um, This is one of my easiest moves of the draft. Nico Miritich is being drafted at 131 overall. He's ranked 109 in the... Um, X rank, whatever the X rank is for Yahoo. Nico Miritich is going to be a top 50 player. If he's if he's playing over 30 minutes a game, he's going to be a top 50 player, probably top 60, top 50. So I just drafted a top 60 player with my 107th pick because Yahoo ranked him crappily. People aren't paying attention to the Bulls. A lot of people might not even know about Nico Miritich unless they were avid fantasy players. Um, even then, people who are on Nico know he's very, very streaky. 
at 107, you're not even like, this is not taking a chance. You're getting a value player here. Because worst case scenario is that Nico is streaky. During one of his streaks, he's going to provide you value, and you can trade him away to someone who doesn't know any better. That's the worst case scenario. The best case scenario is Nico Miritich finds his stride, is not hidden in the corner, is playing 30, 32 minutes a game, and is giving you top 50 value. Picking him at 107 is a, is a no-brainer. <clears throat> Another Chicago Bull just went off the board at 109. Robin Lopez, I'm a little worried about Robin Lopez. Um, I think Laurie Markkinen, they've talked about playing Laurie Markkinen at the 5, and the Bulls team is trying to lose. So I could see a situation where someone like Robin Lopez, who was playing you know, 28 minutes a game last year, ends up playing maybe 24, 23 minutes a game just to get more reps for Laurie Markkinen and Cristiano Felicio. And that actually, since Robin Lopez is kind of like a borderline top 100 player, that could hurt his value, just him dropping a few points and a few rebounds here and there. Um, that could really drop him out of the standard league re- relevancy. And so I'm, I'm a little worried about taking Lopez late. There's a lot of young talent and a lot of like better values, I think, down here at the bottom of the draft, uh, including Marquise Chris, who just went 112. I like Marquise Chris way better than I like Robin Lopez at the end of your draft. Um, I, I like to get the occasional guy who's really solid, but I want a really solid guy like, I don't know, Wilson Chandler, who's still available, instead of Robin Lopez. Um, so it's my turn. I got 14 seconds. Uh, Jamal Murray is still out there. I don't think Jamal Murray will ever fall to you at this at this spot, but I'm going to draft him because of his value. He's got incredible value at 114. So my queue is empty. I got 12 picks until my next turn so let's just go let's go review my team um i took cat daddy at center and chris paul at, in, with my second pick so that that set me up really really nicely uh, i accidentally i think took ricky rubio but it ended up being fine so ricky rubio made my assists great my steals great then i took bradley beal to give me more points and three pointers uh, and then i took bob covington because i just like bob covington's all-around game also he is an elite steal guy so my steals are great right now. Assists, rebounds are fine. Uh, points are fine. Then I took um, a bunch of other players like Vujovic to round out my rebounding in my center spot. And I got Gary Harris. Uh, Jonas Valanciunas is another guy who fell to me. And this is where I, I kind of strayed from my normal. I, I think Aaron Gordon's not going to fall to you. So I would take Aaron Gordon where I took Jonas. But then I, got, I ended up getting Aaron Gordon, Willie Cauley-Stein, Nico Miritich, Jamal Murray, those are all amazing players who are below the fold on Yahoo and guys who you're not going to get this late if you're drafting in a real draft. So make sure you take those guys in the seventh, eighth, ninth round, just because I don't think they're going to fall to you this late. So this might be a bad example, but it's a mock draft. What are you going to do with my last pick 127th? There's a ton of really good players still out here that people aren't even paying attention to, Buddy he'll just went off the board. Kent Bazemore, uh, who I'm, I'm okay with. TJ Warren's still out here. Ronnie Hood's still out here. JJ Redick. So imagine you're in a 10-team draft. These are guys who are basically not even being drafted. Um, Wesley Matthews is still out here. Tristan Thompson, if you want rebounds, if you're desperate for rebounds. Mo Harkless is a top 100 player. Ronnie Hollis Jefferson is still out here. De'Aaron Fox, who would be a good flyer at this uh, point. 
Dwayne Dedman if you need if you're if you need big man stats. Michael K. Gilchrist is still out here. He's probably a top 100 player. Um, one of my favorite um, flyer picks. Since all these guys, if they get picked or they don't get picked in the next four picks left in the draft, they're all going to be um, they're all going to be available on your waiver wire. So who cares? Like the last pick doesn't really matter. And just so pick a guy with like the highest upside. Um, what I like to do in my last pick, I look at Scal Labassier, who I think could be a breakout guy going from nobody to somebody. And um, he's most likely going to be on your waiver wire. So maybe if you don't want to pick him, you don't pick him. But be prepared to drop someone for Scalabossier because I think if he's starting and he's getting a lot of playing time in Sacramento, that guy could be really, really good. But I did not take Scalabossier this time because when I was looking at the guys I picked and I, I was talking about it, I have Chris Ball, I have Ricky Rubio with a ton of assists. But everybody else that I drafted isn't terribly great at assists. Like, not... Like, and I'm talking about, like, you don't have to be great to be, you know, valuable at assists. So there's a lot of forwards uh, who get three to five assists, and that, that that adds up. That really helps. I ended up really not getting a ton of those forwards, uh, some of those wing guys. I actually avoided the wing guys, it looks like. So I'm looking at a team where I got two major assist guys who are going to help me but no one's really going to be helping them. So with my last pick, I went with Milo Tadosic. Uh, Tadosic is going to be on the Clippers. He is known uh, in Europe for being one of the most um, electrifying court vision guys to play the game in Europe. I think he's going to come over here and be a very Ricky Rubio-esque player. And I also think guys like Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan, they're going to like playing with him. I know he can't play any defense, but they're going to they're used to playing Blake and, and DeAndre are really used to playing with a guard who sets them up perfectly. And Tadosic is probably going to be able to set them up perfectly immediately. And it's a flyer, it's the last pick, but I thought I was a little weak on assists, so I went back after assists. And that's why I took him. I'll be prepared to drop him real quick. But the rest of my team I really, really love. And I'm going to blame a little bit of that on the fact that a lot of people dropped out of the mock draft. So I don't think my team would be this good in, in a real draft. But I got, like I said, Chris Paul and Ricky Rubio as my major guards. Bradley Beal, um, who's going to score a ton, give me three-pointers. He's going to be my shooting guard. At a strong forward, I, got, I put Robert Covington in there. Um, Aaron Gordon can fit there, and that's why I like Aaron Gordon. He can play the three or the four. And I think I'm actually going to um, put Nico up in the three and the four as well. So I'll probably start um, Nico at the four. You know, it doesn't really matter because you're going to stream. It's a head-to-head league. It doesn't matter. Um, so I got Robert Covington. I got Nico, and I got Aaron Gordon as my wings. And I love that little um, spot. And oh, don't forget about Gary Harris. I almost forgot about Gary Harris. He can play the two. He can play a guard or a forward. So that's pretty valuable in a streaming league where, you know, maybe you got a ton of guards playing tonight. So you need to move Gary Harris to the one of the forward spots. So that's awesome. I got three centers. Actually, I got four centers that I like. So my wings are, once again, Covington, Gary Harris, if we're going to call him a wing. Bradley Beal, if we're going to call him a wing, it's not really a wing. But Aaron Gordon, Nico Miritich, and um, 
yeah, I, I, I like I really like that wing set. My big men I also like because I started with Carl Anthony Towns and I love Carl Anthony Towns. Um, I kind of went on a no block, like a, a ignore block, punt block kind of road, which you don't have to go with Carl Anthony Towns. Like if you end up getting Demarcus Cousins or or someone who, uh, like uh, like I said, I was looking at the bigs um, earlier in the draft and they all went off the board, and that's why I ended up with Vujovic. But if you ended up getting someone like Brooke Lopez instead, then don't ignore your blocks. Uh, go after more, uh, Clint Capella later in the draft. But I didn't end up with any of those players. I ended with Vujovic, who's really good at rebounding. So I was like, all right, let's get a let's just focus on rebounding. Let's ignore our blocks. So Vujovic is my second. Jonas Valachunas, who felt to me, uh, actually I don't know, I, I'm not super high on Jonas this year. Um, he's got potential, right? But I just don't think he ever plays down the stretch for Toronto. And because of that, I'm not terribly happy with that pick. But because I knew I was in a, in a mock draft with a lot of auto drafts, I ended up taking him there. Instead, I would have probably ended up taking Aaron Gordon at that pick. Um, or even Jeremy Lin. I think Jeremy Lin was still around during that time. Jeremy Lin would have actually been nice to, to boost. And I didn't really realize it because I, I, I knew I had a ton of guards. I had Gary Harris. Beal Rubio and Chris Paul. I could have taken Jeremy Lin, and I probably should have taken Jeremy Lin to balance out my assists. So then I'd have another assist guy, another steal guy, and that would have probably been a better pick than Jonas there. But you know, you win some, you lose some. So Jonas is my other um, center, followed with uh, Willie Cauley Stein off the bench. So Willie Cauley Stein could be uh, kind of a breakout candidate, I think, who's low, being drafted way too late in drafts, especially on Yahoo. Um, I also, uh, the, rounding out my bench is Jamal Murray in Milos Tadosic. That's because I felt like I had enough forwards and centers um, that I wanted to get another couple guards, but also because I think Jamal Murray is an incredible value, and uh, Tadosic could help me in assists which I thought I was a little weak at looking at the rest of my draft. And Tadosic was my last pick, so not that big of a deal. So that's my mock draft. That's kind of, I hope that helped people uh, understand kind of what I'm looking at. Um, I hopefully explained some of that pretty well. I'm really looking for value almost the entire time. I'm looking for value in my mock draft. With the first couple picks, I'm just looking for the best player available. With my third through fifth rounds, I'm looking for guys that will either strengthen my good stats or balance out my weak stats. And then based on those three to f uh, third to fifth round picks, that's how I develop my punting strategy. And so I ended up with not a lot of block guys, so I ended up not going after anyone who had major blocks. And that's why I ended up with Jonas Valanciunas and Vujovic. And um, even Willie Kalistein. Willie Kalistein is going to gift you a block and a steal, but it's that steal that I want, not that block. And quite frankly... I do have a, uh, a lot of guys who almost average one block, and that could add up. So maybe I'm not last in blocks. And that's what's nice about ignoring a category instead of punting a category. Because if you ignore a category, you might accidentally compete every once in a while in that category. But you're not drafting based on getting blocks. You might end up with some blocks, but you don't care if you do. And that's, and then th that's what I really like about kind of having the mindset of ignoring a category instead of punting a category. Uh, I'm really good at threes. I got guys like Nico, Robert Covington, Bradley Beal, Chris Paul, who's going to hit more threes this year, Gary Harris, who hits a lot of threes. And my bigs, Carl Anthony Towns, he hits threes. It's great. Um, 
I could I could throw out a a, um, a big three lineup. So what I really like about this team is that I got versatility with the forwards and the guards. And so if I'm low, if I'm playing someone who's got really good three pointers, I can adjust. I can play Gary Harris at the forward, and I can throw Robert Covington and Nico Miritich all out there at my three four and my extra forward spot, and just hit those threes hard. And maybe I don't need the assist. Maybe I'm doing fine in assist, but that guy has really good threes that I, for my weekly matchup, I throw Jamal Murray in there uh, at, at one of the guard spots. Or on reverse, maybe I don't need those threes, but I need more big man stats. And I could take, uh, play a few sit, I guess, sit Nico Miritich if there's like a busy night, right? I could sit Nico Miritich and I could put Aaron Gordon in, or I could put Willie Colleystein in at the forward. Or I could even put Nikola Vujovic at the forward. So the versatility in being able to match up, it's almost like in real life uh, where teams can match up, go small, go big. A team like this can go small or go big, depending on your matchup. And that's actually pretty important as well, that position versatility in making sure you're, you're not wasting any starts. So a busy night, you might have a forward spot open, but you have a ton of guards and you can't play one of your guards. And so a, a real start is going to go, is going to sit on your bench instead of being played. But someone like Gary Harris, well, you can put him in the forward spot. So that's really nice too. Um, I'm probably throwing a lot at you guys. So I think I'm going to sign off here. If you have any questions uh, about mock drafts or uh, what you're drafting or your team makeup or really anything, Feel free to tweet at me at Watch the Boxes. I've been um, also really active on the subreddit Fantasy B-Ball. So I'm trying to help out there. My username is LT Dang, Lieutenant Dang, uh, in respect to the great Luau Dang, who used to play for my Chicago Bulls. And uh, we did a auction snake strategy um, episode with Alex Reiklin. I'm probably saying his name wrong. Alex Reiklin. And... Um, that's a really good episode to check out if you're prepping for your draft right now and you want some more strategy. But um, yeah, we're going to be back next week with more uh, breakdowns of who do I draft with the rest of the top eight and um, probably another strategy where I think we're going to be doing head-to-head versus Roto. And uh, hopefully we can get Mark Roberts on that podcast. So stay tuned for more episodes. And if you like what you hear, please give us a rating or review on iTunes or wherever you download your podcast or tell a friend tell your entire league, uh, just spread the word. It really helps us be able to continue to provide this content for you. So thanks for joining us. And until next time, happy mock drafting.